This week's podcast looks back at our trip to the University of Bolton Stadium, where we took on Bolton. Soccer AM have paid a visit to the Exton Training Complex. We're going to have a discussion around owners um, in light of teams that we've played recently, and then we will look forward to our game on Saturday against Derby. I'm Simon, and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Good evening. Uh, good introduction there, Simon. Thanks, Simon. Um, <laughs> so, let's get without further ado, let's say good evening. Good evening, Adam. He's not here. Good evening, Adam. He's not here. He's not here. Uh, finally, good evening, Barry. He's not here. Gareth, how are you doing? I'm here. I'm Paul. And I'm here just about following the traffic on the M61. Yes, well, it's a good place to start the M61, isn't it? <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a look back at Bolton. Um, £35 a ticket, uproar, mini protests. Gareth, hit us with the stats. Yes, yes, sir. The stats from that game Bolton versus Wigan Athletic. Possession. Bolton managed 46% possession and Wigan Athletic 54% possession. Shots. Bolton 11 shots, Wigan 7 shots. Shots on target. Bolton just one and Wigan 2 shots on target. Corners 6 each. Foles, 12 committed by Bolton, 14 committed by Wigan. Yellow cards, 3 to Bolton and 2 to Lalatics. No reds and a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw it was. And um, wasn't the best of games we're going to ever see. Not the worst of games we're ever going to see. We scored. That man will Greg back on fire. We'll come to the penalty incident. We're going to cover that in a bit more detail towards the end of this section. But um, for me, the Latics started really well, really got into the uh, Bolton phases and took the game to them. Um, you know, we had plenty of attempts, seven, I'd probably say six of them came in that first opening section. Howley Evans didn't get an opening goal early on, but then we were just we were made to pay for not taking our chances. And I think that's something we've been saying for a few weeks. We're creating, but we're not taking our chances. And Will Buckley... Um, got Bolton ahead after just seven minutes with their first attack of the game um, and it was, it was a bit of a hammer blow, a bit of a sucker punch um, for everything that we've been doing and it's going to come to a point where not taking our chances is really going to bite us on the backside I think this season we got away with one Saturday I think it's hard for me because I think didn't see the game live. I only managed to listen to the second half on the radio. But watching the highlights, or lowlights if you want to call them that, you look at the Bolton goal, and, and maybe I'm being too critical, I don't know, but for the Bolton player to control the ball like he did, for it to come down and for him to sort of chest it, control it, and then come inside, that's poor defending. Yeah. He's yeah. got far too much time though that he should have. Yeah. And you know, I, I think Kipri again was immense. Um, Rich James, see, picking out the same players out there each week who've done a sterling job. And but they were the two players who, who, who should have had more urgency. You know, his nearest yeah. player was Rich James. Kipri was also on that side. No. Yeah, and it, it was you know it's frustrating to to go behind you. Know, Two thousand and. 
nice to see fans in that upper tier and after everything that's gone on funds wise and everything like that you'd expect and the way they're bolted up playing you'd expect us to take the game right to them and, and start taking those chances and I think you know Cookie mixed it up he did start Vaughan who I thought had a great game uh, last time out he started Will Grigg you know potential difficult game but then we're, we're playing similar kind of balls forward that Vaughan was winning we know Grace not really your aerial man. He's not going to put himself about and, and yeah, win the ball, is he? He's not. He's not as good as Vaughan at, at that. No, at that is he? Um, he's not bad. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. He does a lot more work than a lot of people appreciate, and he wins a lot more balls than a lot of people appreciate. But it's only worth winning those balls if somebody gets the second ball. Yeah. Or gets you knocked. You know, you can win your knockdown if, but if it it goes to a to a a full back instead of a centre half and, and they clear it then you know what have you done As I remember um, Al Abzi making I think it was a fantastic double save at one point and then those double saves resulted in a tapping yeah and it's like you know it's great but actually it's not not done anything and I think that's what you get a lot with Will Grigg when he's up front and yeah. he wins things but somebody needs to be there supporting him and then probably came probably a contentious point in the game. Um, great if you're an away fan, if you're a Latics fan. Not so great if you're a, a Bolton fan. And we, you know, we had a discussion. You can see both sides. Will Greg um, got his first goal for a while. Um, after he's been out for an injury from the spot. After Jack Hobbs brought him down in the area. Um, and from from where we're sat watching that game, penalty. Greg strokes it home, one all. I think we've all had a chance to see the penalty from the angle um, on television. Gareth, what are your views on said penalty? If I am being totally honest, it was never a penalty. I thought it was a cracking challenge by the defender. And as I always say, if you'd flipped it the other way around, if we'd given a penalty away in those circumstances, I'd be boiling. Yeah. Because for me it was a cracking challenge I, I said to one of my Bolton fans uh, he's one of my mates ish kind of thing that I can see why it's been given from the angle of the referee but I can also see why it wouldn't be given because it, it, it looks like a good tackle um, you feel the referee's got the outs out there by his official and if he's up on, on line with it and yeah, gives some support because no, you're getting absolutely the linesman's on that side so you yeah. get in the view from the other side, which will tell you one way or the other whether it's a clean tackle. Yeah, I mean the lad that I was with, you know, he said straight away it's not a pen, yeah. and that's just on the initial, initial looked. But sometimes they go for you. We'll probably get, a, you know, with a stonewall penalty, we might not get that. And do these things even themselves out over the season? You, they probably, probably do. Don't yeah. yeah. So we, we've got one that's gone for us, and then near the death. It was um, Lee Evans had the chance to, to, to win the game, but it was Doy Doyd who had a goal line clearance and kind of kept Bolton in the game. And It's funny listening to fans saying that we as Wigan were lucky to get the point where on the base of the whole game, I think it was more Bolton who were, who were lucky to, work, to come away with that, that point. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I I was jet washing my drive <laughs> listening to it so I, I, I was only had sort of partial listen to it 
Um, it was on, but obviously the jet washing makes a racket. Um, and I don't know whether it's the bias of either the commentators or my own ears, but I seem to hear us have a lot better stuff going on than, than, than in Bolton. Well, there was, and there was more so, clear-cut chances. Yeah. Bolton had more attempts, you know, they had 11 attempts, we had the 7, but there was one there was one instance in the second half, Josh Windass, um, and it was on the highlights, he's pulled it just to the to the right of the goal, where you're thinking any side of that goal, you've got a, a very strong chance of scoring, you know, you've got a split second to get that choice. Carl Mack came on and, you know, had a few opportunities and Bolton really were defending for their lives so but it's one of them another day Bolton could have got two scabby goals and, and won the game I don't think they deserve to have won the game um, but yeah, for them it's, it's a very good point for them and yeah well it's that, what you're saying if, um, about Gareth was saying if you look at it from the opposition's point of view um, with the penalty incident if you flipped it round he'd be boiling I think if you flip it round, they're happier to have got a point yeah. than, than we are. So that and tells then, you that we're on top of the game. If I, you know, I, I like to look at positives, and you look at it, and we've got we're unbeaten in three. Yeah, stats don't lie, do they? Yeah. Well, they, they can do, can't they? <laughs> you see the stats for Chesterfield? No, go on. They were because they basically they had a, a long run of draws, and they're simultaneously on the worst running ages and Not the longest unbeaten running yeah. ages. It was, yeah. was it not one in 19 games yeah. but yeah you know we've had you can look at it can't you, you can, however you want to break things down Reading were there for the taking that's three points we did a job on Blackburn a very good game I think we all agreed that last week very yeah. good game yeah. and Bolton again there for the taking See, everything that's going on for them <laughs> Again, you, you look at, you look at that, and you, as you look back through, even if you go further back in, across the season, we tend to be more disappointed with the result than the opposition are. Yeah. You know, I, all right. Granted, where we've lost away games, we kind of think, wow, well, really, we should have had something from that. But, but you can't. You know, we're not coming away thinking, well, you can't argue. No, and I mean. Yeah, there's two games there. You last three, and you go Reading and, uh, and Bolton. Perhaps we should have won. But what we're saying about penalties, they're leaving itself out over the course of the season. Yeah, I th- so we could go some. Norwich could come here, or we, you know, play Derby the weekend and go and get three points. Where we probably wouldn't expect it. You know, could go to Leeds and get those three points. It'll it'll work itself out if we keep putting that level of performance in. And as I said, as I said last week, we stopped the rot because alright we've not won away from home but we've not lost away from home um, well, we scored a couple of goals in the last two games It's we did that at home didn't we we drew yeah and then, and then we went and won so. and after 20 games we're 15th of the championship with 25 points and I think most of us would have taken that at the beginning of the well, season I, yeah I, th- I think especially given that, that you're kind of bemoaning a bit of bad luck here and a couple of injuries and whatnot. I think that that's probably roughly give or take where a lot of expectations would have had us. Not ne- not even with the mitigating circumstances, you'd have just thought. That's it. I mean, you know, if we'd have been there, and we expected a lot of teams to just be better than us because we've got a division, you know, but they haven't really. We went to Aston Villa, played brilliantly, lost, and it was like, oh, okay, you know, we're actually mm. all right. Then we went to Stoke and did this 
we did a job on them. Well, I yeah, we I think there's a lot of retrospective stalk think on that with Stoke because actually they were stronger than we were until the first goal went in, and then I think we just look, sort of slowly got on top. Well, got on top and controlled it from there. But you look, you look at what what's happened. We went, we won the championship, uh, the league one last season, didn't we? We brought in a right back who's never played professional first team football. Yeah, but he's good. Uh, he's very good. A centre back who's never played um, in the English leagues, he's played in the Scottish leagues, and that's no disrespect to them, but it's a different style of football. We've re signed a, a centre back on loan from, and, he, and he's been injured. Got <laughs> no left back at the minute, have we? Uh, anyway, you can carry on through this. Well, I, I'm, yeah, I. Naismith's not doing too bad at all. No. But he's doing better though than he was doing higher up the pitch. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we we started well. We've had injuries that's going to knock it. I think what we have seen is we haven't had the depth that we thought we potentially had. We knew left back was going to be an issue because we only had one left back on the books, but we didn't necessarily have the depth. Yeah, we've done all right, haven't we, in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, we've done all right. I, I mean, like you say, it's the it's that cutting edge that you you feel has been blunted somewhat by the changing personnel up front yeah and 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 that's not you know players that have played in those positions have had the odd decent game but there's just not been the consistency, consistency. Yeah. yeah and that's that's what I think it comes down to you know if we can be a bit more consistent um, then you know who knows what will come but one all away from home 2092 Latics fans in that upper tier good following the match not not the worst not the best points a point could be vital come the end of the season you never know how it's all going to play out there's a lot of football left to play but for me unless anyone else has got anything else to say on that one I think we should uh, put Bolton to rest yep yep oh, no, 23,223 does a bit of filming with uh, a couple of the lads, Jimmy Bullard, you know, so laugh a minute, does some set drills um, that are fe featured on FIFA, um, and he's done it this week with Josh Windass and Lee Evans, um, you can see the, I think what they call it, the making of uh, You Know The Drill is out on social media, um, so just a pointer really for everyone, if you've got a chance before you head down to the DW on Saturday, Tune in and have a watch of uh, Latix featuring on that. And we've got young Owen Evans, I think, in that. Um, trying to keep him out. Um, next thing to have a look through, uh, well, to discuss is the Brick, um, who are the Latix official charity this season. They're after 100 volunteers to join them on the 22nd of December for an, a Christmas 5k park run to raise £5,000 to help rebuild lives across Wigan. So that works out at just £50 a uh, volunteer. So if anyone is interested in that, then head over to the relevant pages and get in touch and um, try and make a difference in the Wigan Borough. Now, 
Gareth mentioned how much money we'd put into Bolton's pockets on Saturday. That was before beer was drank, which the club do not get any money from. Um, pies, programme sales, etc., etc. And it's quite ironic that we talk about this because um, I went to buy a programme on Saturday. I went to give the gentleman £5 and he said, I have no change. So, you know, the programme sellers are struggling, struggling for money. But we're not just going to, we're not just focusing on Bolton, but, well, it's in the, it's in the, the here and now. Um, and obviously we've, been, we've just been taken over by um, IEC, having owners who have invested money into the club and now are looking to leave. It, it leaves them in a bit of a precarious position. You look at Bolton under Ken Anderson, who wasn't at the game on Saturday, um, and they've not been able to pay staff, players. Um, and Gareth, you were saying there was an, an article that you was reading. Yeah, there's been an article today in the Daily Mail today about Bolton, and it was saying that even from last season, for staying up in the Championship, the staff earned a bonus for survival. Yeah. I think there was a thread on Twitter earlier this week, Monday maybe, um, with the chairman of Accrington Stanley. Um, I think it was Accrington Stanley. It was was a club of that sort of nature, a a, a club that's had a bit of money put in it at a low level and done quite well. Um, But obviously then the the investment up to the next level is something that he basically was saying just not prepared to do because you're on an absolute hiding to nothing because you, you're chasing the golden goose in the Premier League and it can cost you absolute fortunes he's basically saying that there's a whole host of clubs that are running at a deficit being propped up by their owners and it's just it's very much where we were isn't well, it well I think I think it's it I mean uh, David Sharp was on Talk Sport was it yesterday and he said you know the, cl- the family were putting in £10 million and they didn't w- that basically Mr Wayne didn't want to yeah. have well, to leave it to someone to well do that. Well that was part of the problem with Jack Walker wasn't it? Yeah. And his legacy, the family were, were, were sort of, ero- the fortune he left for them was slowly eroding going into the football club. I think, you know, it's, it's a position that Bolton are in um, and they have, you know, they've been actively looking for for buyers but they've not got what we've had where someone will put that money in for the short term, I mean, eighteen months. Let's get on for two years. No, twenty million pound, just to keep that club. Don't forget though, the, 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 the departed chairman when they had all those massive debts, however many million it was, two hundred odd million. Yeah. He wrote off that debt. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, well, that's what that's what. So this, they've got no money. This guy from Accrington was saying he's just piling money in, yeah. but it's just it's pure and simple. It's, it's players' wages that absolutely. Suck the life out of the club, but you can't. You know, if you're not prepared to pay the wages, you're going to drift down the divisions. That's what. It, that's the scary thing is. You know, I think David Shout was saying, and if I'm wrong, then I apologise. He was saying we had one of the lowest wage bills yeah. in the championship, but yet it was still costing X amounts of pounds. Mm. It was. It's it's frightening money. It's not toy money, is it? At the end of the day, this is and Bolton. They, they obviously got relegated before us and probably you could, you could look at Bolton and say would this be us in two years time if we hadn't made a change now yeah no I think and, and you know I, I I told it very much as it is fire sale that we had uh, and I know Jonathan objected to it 
and, and I, I think possibly because he he kind of feels that that's a a destructive description of him doing the right thing to cut the wage bill and you know realise some of the assets that we had keep us a, a squad and, and basically keep the club afloat and reduce that risk you know absolutely the right thing to do but you know it was very clear that you'd gone from a, a summer transfer window where Uwe Rosler was spending money bringing in good quality players to a January transfer window where it's like we better get rid of all these because if we don't and we get relegated we really are going to be yeah. proper because you know, basically what you end up doing is you would have ended up with Dave Whelan's money going straight into the pockets of those players yeah. who weren't delivering and you know it's it's criminal in, in that sense and it's, you know it's happened to, to other clubs as well we're not just by no means attacking Bolton because I said to Jonathan Jackson and uh, Darren Royal when they were here the end of the day this is our club we'll still be there when yeah. they've gone and it, it's the fans you really feel for but I mean it's happened to Portsmouth in the past hasn't it yeah and uh, I think there's a lot of us you know it, it, it was what was the, the the sort of genesis of FC United wasn't it our yeah. club's going you know in the right mess in, in the wrong direction and you know I know we've had lads that go down the same route and it's not you know it's not been required for us but I'm sure if it came to it, that, that's where we'd go. Yeah. Like, like you say, it's, it's, what, what do you do? Do you just decide, you know, if, if Lattice goes under, do you decide to go to Bolton? You don't, do you? No. You've got to try and... Resurrect. Recreate yeah. what you've got. Yeah. Somehow. And, it, you know, I, I think that's one thing that gives you comfort in what the new owners want, and is that sustainability and, and that building from yeah. the bottom up. Um, it, it's, it's not great, you know. I, I was saying to... Um, Stewart on Saturday she didn't get paid by the club she got paid um, from someone else who got paid the day before something like that and um, I was having a conversation going up um, and at the end of the day that's it's people's they may miss a mortgage payment their kid may not be able to go on the school trip food on the table stuff like that the nuts and bolts of it are that the people like us sat around this table are the ones who are really affected by it I know the players they're going to be affected. They're not getting their paid their wages. Yeah, I mean, if they can't, if it, I know it's all relative, but let's be honest, if the wages that a footballer's on in the championship, if he can't manage without being paid for a couple of weeks, you know, there's something seriously yeah. wrong in, in in that player's household finances. And that, that's where you, you know you really feel for the people whose day to day, you know, do the admin, do the. You know the hospitality stuff like that. That's they're the ones who wear. Uh, anybody who loses a job, isn't it, where somebody goes bust? You know, we've seen it with the likes of Monarch Airlines and yeah. you know Woolworths and all sorts of places where you've been working and then they just turn up and say, "I'm oh, sorry, mate, those are lots. You're not getting anything that you're owed. See you later." Yeah, Gareth here. Paul's nailed it, really. Yeah. So um, it's yeah from from fans to fans, you hope that. A resolution is found um, sooner rather than later because you fear. You look at Blackpool, the Oysters, and that's rumbled on for God knows how long now, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. Well, that's even with high court victories. That's still yeah. bloody rumbling on, isn't it? So it's it's mm. one of them that you want to get sorted. But you know, they charge, they took seventy three thousand two hundred pounds off the Latics on on Saturday. Latics fans just in that way and. 
You know, the joy of football is is the competition, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, it's an interesting one, but I'm I'm glad where where we are at the moment. Mm. So you're right, cheerful this week, aren't you? <laughs> From last Saturday at Bolton, we come back just through Aspel, past Paul's house, and back to the DW Stadium to take on Frank Lampard Jr.'s Derby County. The ref is Gavin Ward, he's refereed 11 games, issued 31 yellows and no reds this season. He's refed us once this season already, and that was against Norwich in September when we lost down at Carrow Road. Um, he's refereed 17... Oh, sorry. Our record against Derby is played 17, won 7, drawn 4, and lost 6. So last week we were looking at balancing up a record. Let's hope this week we're not balancing up um, a record. Before we discuss things, um, let's go over to uh, Julie, our uh, Derby fan. Okay, so joining on, us on the line is Julie, and she's a Derby fan. Good evening, Julie. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine, thank you. Yourselves? Yeah, not too bad, yeah. Just the, just the three of us tonight, but uh, we're keeping the show going. Okay. Um, so, first of all, how's Derby's season going? Um, to be honest with you, I think it's actually going, uh, it's going quite well. I mean, we've had our ups and we've had our downs, um, but we've got a whole new management team in. We've got a mixture of new players in the squad as well, so um, the expectations for me are, well, I haven't really got any, to be fair. I just want to see how things go. I'm very happy with the way it's gone so far and the way it's going, and I do think we'll continue to improve. Hopefully we won't have a February slump this year. Yeah, I mean, you just just sitting outside the uh, the playoffs on... Yeah. On goal difference, it's, it's not been a bad start under, like I say, new management. How's Frank yeah. Lampard done since he's come in? To be honest with you, I think he's done pretty well. I mean, there was definitely um, some feeling around, you know, between the fans, certainly, that you've got a brand new, untried manager. You know, he's got this massive career, you know, with England and Chelsea. Um, he's come along and he's not really got any experience. But um, what he's brought to the club is the fact that he understands exactly how it is from a player's point of view. Um, he's a nice, he's a great down-to-earth guy. He must have an awful lot of support in the background with, uh, with his family. Um, Jody Morris has been an excellent support to him since he came in, you know, we've seen new players come in, so from my point of view, he's, he's doing a really, really good job, and, you know, he can only get better with experience. Yeah, um, and, you know, you've got some, uh, a mixture of youth and uh, experienced players, haven't you, and yeah. um, that's obviously going to have um, uh, a positive effect. How's, yes. uh, how's good old Scott Carson doing down at, uh, at your place? Um, I've always been a massive fan of Scott Carson. I think he was an absolutely fantastic signing. Um, been great. Um, I would say he's probably had a little bit of a dip in form over the last few weeks. I think there's been a few things that's gone off in his personal life that's maybe affected him on the, on the pitch. But uh, I would say he's not quite looked as sharp as he normally does. But the thing is, with somebody like Scott Carson, he's, he's such a quality goalkeeper that I'm pretty sure he'll get that back. But, uh, but yeah, I would say that he's, he's had a bit of a dip recently. Yeah, because you've got some good quality, like I said, through the team. You've got, yeah. Mar you got Martin Waghorn who came in. Yes. Um, you know, you've got Tom You know, you got play ex Premier League players who who yeah. uh, really need to step up, and that probably takes me to where I want to go to next. Derby have always been a team in well, not always, but in recent times, yeah. a team knocking on that door. Mm -hmm. Is it time for Derby to make that next step, and can that be done this season, or is it a work in progress at the moment? Um, I 
think we're still a work in progress and I think any of our fans that would expect us to be promoted are possibly being a little bit optimistic. I mean, obviously, that's the, the dream. Everybody wants to get there. But um, realistically, I think um, we, it's probably going to take us another season. We, you know, we, we possibly need to get some more signings in in January, strengthen a bit in certain areas. Frank needs to settle himself in possibly a little bit more. I'm, I'm personally not convinced that we're quite ready. I'm not impatient about it. I think another season in the Championship wouldn't hurt us. Um, my obviously concern with that would be we would lose some of some possibly lose some of our really good loanees. Um, but no, it would be a real bonus. But I actually can't see it this season. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said for being competitive at the top of a division and yeah. fighting for a point every week. Isn't there at the bottom of another division. Absolutely, and we don't want to be in the same position we were where we only got 11 points. I mean, we still hold that record of having the lowest points ever. <laughs> um, I don't want to go back in and, and break it. So, uh, yeah, we need to be exactly ready to go up next time. I'm not quite convinced that we're ready yet. Hello, Julie. It's Gareth here. I'm the stat man on this podcast, <laughs> and I sort of like to follow the form, if you will. And I'm looking at your last results. Yeah. And uh, looking at your last five results, I think the word one word that jumps out to me is inconsistent. Inconsistent, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm wondering which which uh, Derby County are going to turn up at Wigan on Saturday. I'm hoping it's the one that uh, lost nil uh, three against Aston Villa, mm-hmm. rather yeah. than the I mean, three wins, of course, which have been very good. Yes, definitely. I mean, we have been, we've been hit by a few injuries, you know, sort of, we've had a few key players out there which um, are coming back into the squad now, Martin Waghorn being one of them, obviously. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly we have definitely been inconsistent. I think it's time that we need to find a feet again. Aston Villa game, we were just outplayed by a better team. There's no excuses for that. I think even with a fully fit team, we would have struggled um, to win that game. They were very good, and I would say that they will definitely be one of the teams for promotion this year automatically. Um, so yes, we have been inconsistent. Um, we are brilliant on our day, and we have been pretty awful when we're not on the day. But you could say that of any team, I guess, in the championship. Yeah. How did you fare against Swansea? Because Swansea looked a decent outfit when they came to our place, but you know, yeah, they're still yeah. sat roughly mid-table, so they've obviously got weaknesses in them. Yeah, I, I wasn't impressed by Swansea at all. I mean, we, we sat quite comfortably at 2-0, probably for 75 minutes. Um, they pulled one back, and then all of a sudden they, they sprung into life. So we pretty much controlled that game. Uh, I didn't think they looked particularly strong in midfield, and they definitely weren't at the back. They weren't getting shots on target. So um, to say they're a, a Premier League team that's just come down, I expected a lot more from them. We were 100% the best team, but we, you know, we, we had that last crazy 15 minutes where you kind hanging on when somebody else scores that always scares me and probably another season we would have lost there but we've got a bit of grit and metal this season so hopefully that will continue Who were the key players to look out for on Saturday? Who should we be fearing? Obviously we've talked about Scott Carson and Martin Wagner yeah. and where they're players we've, we've had. I, uh, I know there's a young Chelsea lad you've got on loan there who's, uh, who's alright yeah, uh, I'm probably giving away trade secrets here, but um, but obviously Harry Wilson's the danger man um, for us at the moment. He pretty much scores from anywhere where he kicks the ball from. His set-piece playing is absolutely fantastic, and he's got a hell of a shot on him uh, for a young lad. So I'd say he's our probably key danger man. But as you mentioned, Mason Mount also, absolutely fantastic season, but he's been out injured for a little while. He's just finding his feet again and coming back in. Um, we've got, obviously, Tamori scored a couple of home goals for us at the back, but he's equally probably saved probably 20 or 30 with his blocking. And, wow. you know, he's a young lad, 
great player. Um, and of course, we've got Tom Huddleston in midfield who's been controlling most of the games we've played and has been really good. So, but I'd say Harry Wilson's the main man. As uh, Latics listen to our uh, podcast, what are your main weaknesses as, uh, mm-hmm. at Derby? <laughs> We, we've leaked a few goals, to be honest with you, um, in defence. As I say, Scott Carson's had a bit of a dip in form there. Uh, we don't seem to be 100% comfortable at the back. Uh, Curtis Davis is obviously out on a season-long injury. He was just coming back into the team and we were doing pretty well. So um, possibly, I would say, defence could be better. We are putting goals away. We've got young Jack Marius at the front, so um, we, we're quite, you know, quite formidable up front. It's, it's just mainly at the back. Yeah. So, Saturday's uh, fast approaching us. How do you see that one going? Um, you're sitting 15th, aren't you, in the league at the minute? And again, it's another one of those. Um, we'll, I think we'll either absolutely beat you or we're going to have one of those calamity games where we don't. Um, do you want me to predict what I think it's going to be? Yes, go for it, yeah. I would say we'll probably win 3 1. 3 1. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're probably not going to like me for that, but... Uh, no, I mean, those, like we say, the um, the opposition tend to do better on our predictions than we've been doing this season. Um, so I'm just going to see if anyone else on the table has got anything else they'd like to ask. Um, but if not, thank you, Julie, for your time. It's uh, You've been one of our, uh, our best opposition uh, people this season. Um, and hopefully, if you don't mind, we'll speak to you again in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. And good luck Saturday. Cheers, and to you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, it was nice to hear from Julie. Uh, seemed very knowledgeable and very um, into a into a derby, and very positive going ahead towards uh, Saturday's game. Mm, I just thought we hit some of that inconsistent form. You know. For them to say Swansea aren't up to much is a bit worrying, isn't it? But then, you know, we've been pretty good at home, so... Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to know in a bit more detail, Gareth, you alluded to it in the uh, in the telephone conversation, what's their form been like? Their form, what's it been like? Well, we're currently sat seventh in the championship, having won ten of the twenty games, drawing four and losing six. They're currently sat on 34 points. And the form over the last six, they've won three, drawn one, and lost two. <laughs> they won most recently against Swansea, the game that Paul's talking about, 2-1. Like I said, they beat Swansea. Swansea were pretty useful, weren't they? Mm. Yeah, they were when they were here. They've got some, you know, some decent players. We've we've mentioned quite a few of them in the uh, in the telephone conversation. Uh, how do we see this one going? I don't think Derby going to be one of those that are going to let us have chance after chance after chance. Uh, so for me, it's going to be strike while the iron's hot, get into them, get straight in there and try and get another goal. Our home form has been far better than, well, infinitely better than our away form, hasn't it? Um, most memorable game recently for me against West Brom, you know, and if we play, we can play like we did then. Yeah, I'm hoping for a positive result. Two one, two one, two one for Gareth. He's going for a home win. Thorpe. Oh. <clears throat> I'm going to go sensible. And I'm, I'm going to say one apiece. One apiece. Yeah, I'm, 
I mean, they're in a perfect position, aren't they, at the moment? Sat a few points off the top. No attention, just quietly pick points up and then go after Christmas and put a run together. Yeah. You know, what we, we could do to just keep chipping points on the board. I mean, Derby got the potential to be, you know, dangerous and, and cause problems. You know what Wagon can and can't be like. Yeah, it's um, interesting, isn't it, that, that Wagon and Scott Carson seem to... I mean, I thought Scott Carson came to us because he was past it. Yeah. And he's, he's been there for a while now, hasn't yeah. he? He's on a you know, that's, that's, what, three, four years ago now? But if you look at his form at our place, he weren't good, were he? He wasn't bad, though, was he? I, I mean, he, he, I mean he, was, he was playing in a bad side, because we were a bit rubbish at the time. But he, he didn't do, he never did. I don't, I, well, maybe I do remember him chucking one in. He played in Europe for us, didn't he? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, did he chuck one in somewhere? Drop a planger? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he dropped an absolute clanger in, in, in one game, but I can't remember what it was. It's Carson, you know, cannot believe it's not Joel. Mm. I think we'll get a 2-0 win. Um, yeah, well, I hope you're right. I think we'll, um, I think we'll hit some early doors, one before half-time, and then just see the game out. That, that's going to be something that's key, seeing the game out. It's a good barometer game. I, I mean, I, I always like the, um, the barometer games because they, they tell you where you're going to be and I, I think if we pick up three on you know if we play well pick up three points Saturday then I think you can sort of put to rest any fears yeah. for the season but if we if, you know if we, if we play alright and, and get beat or play rubbish and get beat your fears start to increase a little bit don't they because you know we are we are only just safe really aren't we yeah. we're, we're, we're in that Zone where Essentially. you, know, you could get sucked in, don't you, you, You're either going to get sucked in, or you're going to start to to sort of put a run together, and that be a run yeah. either to safety or or a, a good Gosh. run. And suddenly you're like, oh, hang on. I mean, for me, I feel that my uh, favourite memories of Derby have always been like our away games. I remember Sibieski scoring um, back in the early 2000s. Jean Bosajor sending a rocket. Um, into the top corner down there and uh, James McLean scoring um, so you know I've got good memories of uh, playing Derby and hopefully those those memories continue so before we leave Derby has anyone got anything else they'd like to add to the Derby Derby game that's coming up before the Rams turn up in in Wigan I'm stalling for you Thorpe I know I know yeah I'm just having a look at the what what I no it's not sorry right. you're stalling for nothing okay right well I'm going to move on I'm going to move on that's your time gone the FA Cup draw took place on Monday night down at Stamford Bridge Latics were number ball 43 in the hat who did we want who would have been that plum tie on the you know fourth or fifth of January whenever it is what who would you want <laughs> Bournemouth yeah well. I said that uh, a bit tongue in cheekly. Gareth, who would you have? Well, given our performances last season, you know, a, a nice home draw against Premier League opposition would have been great, wouldn't it? And that's it, and Liverpool was still in the hat when we were, were still down there. Um, so, as you, as you saw teams slip away, you've got your non league teams, which would have been, you know, nice for a, a non league away day or bring them to us for a bit of income. Um, you start 
looking at teams that you potentially don't want. Could we have been the first game at Spurs' new ground? You know, there was all that at all. Accrington Stanley was still in there. It'd have been, it'd have been lovely. Um, and then, like I say, we got down to Liverpool. Were still in the cup draw when we were we were still in there. But then, yeah, Championship opposition once again in the shape of West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns two weeks after we play them there on Boxing Day. Yeah, could be an interesting. Uh, start to the the cup. You know, it's uh, so we've entered the cup draw a bit later this year. So a bit of a rest after our exploits of last season. But that you know, as you said, Gareth, it was it was great last year. It was terrific. Could have quite easily gone out in the first round against Fylde. Yeah. So you've got to start somewhere. It'd be nice to. We're not, I'm going to say it now. We're not going to win it, are we? We're never going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, Strange things have happened, you know. Millwall, by veggie, they got to the same final, didn't they, in 2013? So it's um, got to start somewhere, and uh, West Brom it is. Yeah, uh, looking at it from their point of view, they'll be glad of getting it at home time, of course, but they won't be relishing playing Wigan after recently coming up to the DW. Well, that's it, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have played them twice already, which is. Uh, a strange thing to do. You've not played them in a cup competition before. We played them in the FA Cup, so we played home and away uh, league ties. Um, so Graham Jones will probably have been doing a bit more, a bit more homework. But then third cup of the F- uh, third round of the FA Cup. Traditionally, you make your changes, don't you? You give um, youngsters um, a run out. So it'd be interesting to see if. We do make any changes. Will we have brought anyone in by then? Because it's, it's would early you, doors. Would you put youngsters out against the... If you'd have got a draw against the lower side, maybe. Well, I hope not, because I went to Swindon in 2012. Right. Yeah, 2012, and we played youngsters, and it's a long way to go to see your team get well and truly beaten. And nice. I, was, I, I started with Martinez out on the way back from Swindon, but 12 months later... You know, it's funny how uh, funny how things can change. So, yeah, West Brom two weeks after Boxing Day down at the Hawthorns. Someone said there's a good deal on the trains if you can uh, if you can book it book it now. It's always a great weekend, isn't it? FA Cup third round. Probably one of the one of the ones you look forward to in the calendar um, when your teams you know your teams up there. You know you're a you're a top side, don't you? When you're in you know, that third round and you've got potential of playing someone like. But it, I think the thing with the third round is there's a lot of ties going on on that day. Yeah. So it only takes one of them to cause an upset, and you've got a story. So you usually get, a, you know, once you get later rounds when there's there's only like four to five games on. Yeah. And and, and you know the chance of an underdog pulling off a big upset just reduces every time, doesn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, is it uh, Spurs have got either Tranmere or Southport? You know, you could them two sides. They'd be absolutely loving the fact that they could potentially go in, uh, get a draw at their ground, going back down to new round. It's that tradition of that third round when the top two tiers meet everyone else, and yeah, it's, 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 it's a lottery, isn't it? The FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, I've watched, you know, a FA Cup at all levels, even to the point where you're playing your games in August. It's yeah, it's crazy. So it's. I don't think we can make a judgement on the draw at the minute, can we? Because it's championship opposition, level playing field. Yeah, I, I, 
It's a bit. I, I, I would judge it to be a bit boring in that respect because you're playing them the week before, aren't you? Yeah. In a league game, it's a bit. I think last season we were looking. Was it? It was filed then Crawley. I knew we play after Crawley. Cannot feel life in me. Um, you want some? You want somebody who you who you can't play in the I league. We started playing Premier League teams yeah. and hey, the yeah, buzz and everything. West Ham and yeah, yeah that Masawaku getting yeah. He, those those are the games, but that's last season now. Oh, did we did we play City as well, didn't we? At some point, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. So if you look on the BBC's advent calendar of the year, it's today's event. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think a young William Griggs scored in in front of the south stand, and Carl Walker still trying to chase him. <laughs> well, that's the magic of the FA Cup, 2013, 2018. Who makes themselves a hero this year? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. One last thing I want to go through now, um, it's not Latics related, it's to do with stuff that's going on in Argentina. The Copa, is it the Copa Libertadores, um, second leg of the final, which is being played in Madrid next week due to um, clashes between the, I want to say, now I could get this completely wrong and start off another... <laughs> but the River Plate fans attacking the Boca uh, Juniors uh, team coach and injuring players um, to, a de- to a degree where the game was postponed twice and then moved over to Europe. I mean, we have rivalries in this country, but that's something else. I don't know if you guys have seen it on the news and what have you. But I, s- I saw some some footage of, of it at one point and just yeah, it, it, it was when. Makes that thing when the Liverpool coach got attacked, just puts that into. Well, that's it. It looks like it's kids playing in a park, doesn't it? That yeah. because that that in um, in Argentina was, was something else. It's that's. That I, I, I there's rivalry, but you've got to have a bit of respect, haven't you? Well, that's it, and it, 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 it's a bit of common so, sense. A lot, a lot of them. Are, I, I mean, all right, some of them are, are like grown fellows, but. Some of them will be young kids. Well, they were sellotaping. You know, there'll, there'll be kids of 17 and 18 on that bus that, that might be in the squad, in his first squad, because yeah. somebody else has got injured or something. Absolutely. Cacking themselves. And I remember there was a, a picture that circulated, it was on the BBC, of um, a mother taping pyrotechnics to a child before <laughs> they went into the game. It was like... It's it's ridiculous, but it's it's a different culture over there when it comes to football, isn't it? You you, you live and die by your club. Yeah, in there's some weird football cultures. Yeah, in I mean, different countries. Coming out of Bolton on Saturday, there was a group of must have been what fourteen, fifteen year olds shouting, "Oh, they're going to the train station! They're going to the train station!" And I'm thinking, you know. The, why? 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 Yeah, Just go well, and enjoy your game. It, it, it's, it's, it's that thing of you can behave like a pillock, knowing that there's going to be some people that have got your back. Yeah. And it's like, behave like you with your, you know, all right, don't behave like you with your parents, but, you know, behave like you... you just normal. You've just, yeah, just, just got to be sensible, haven't you? You yeah. know, you just don't get too carried away. No. You know, we all like to stand on a fence and have a scream and shout and, and what have you and sing in, but, but you know, don't be breaking the fence. It's You've got 90 minutes to do that. There's a there's a lot of passion in the game, and as yeah. Paul's rightly saying, the vast majority of us enjoy it, celebrate, 
you know, have a beer, have a shout, and all the rest of it. But there are that element that definitely yeah, I, we've got them. Oh yeah, you know, we've got them. Yeah, of course we have. I, I, I mean, I was listening to stuff about uh, going off topic, off sport, even um, India, Australia. The Indians basically saying, you know, the Australians are trying to be all nicey nicey after they got caught cheating. He said, "You make no mistake, we'll be sledging them." So, but I, I'm, I, the level I played at was ridiculous. But for me, you should be able to go and give players absolute dogs abuse while you're playing against them. And I'm in the stands, and then have a beer with them afterwards, and and basically show them a level of respect and say, "Yeah, do you know what? I was doing that because you're a good player, and I thought I, I can't. You know, I've got to try and get you off your game somehow. Yeah, because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's it about is. Yeah, it's game. getting that yeah. mind games, isn't it? And um, and what have you? Right. Has anyone got anything else before uh, we? Yeah, just one one little piece from me. Um, there is another football podcast out there called the Football Ramble, um, and this week they've released an episode called Ramble Meets Chris Kirkland. Um, so basically, it's a it's a guy talking to Chris Kirkland about his career for an hour. Oh, great! So, so where can we pick that up? Uh, all the usual podcast places. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, I've actually seen them advertising their podcast on the escalators on the London Underground this week. So that you know they're proper sponsors and all the rest of it um, so but yeah I mean it's, theirs is very general football I'm trying to get the editorial team to uh, um, link them in yeah well they, they were having a laugh about Gary Caldwell taking his team up on some um, sort of army training exercise this week so I, I was listening to it while I was working so I only sort of caught bits of it but yeah that's that's in this week's episode as well I mean they don't need a plug from us but well, they've got um, one now. Well, yeah. If, if, if they want to give us one, yeah, well, they, they, they won't. They do well to mention us. Never mind. <laughs> a um, well, they do well to mention Latics. They mind give us a plug. But yeah, Chris Kirkland and our it was alright. I was interested in listening on my way home from work yesterday. Gareth, you got anything oh. to add? You got two pages, three, if not three pages of notes there. Yeah. Have we got everything out of you? All sorted. That's it for me for one week. No problem. Well, if you want about the Latics on Saturday, we're two to one to win the draws, twelve to five, and Derby are six to five. One nil Latics is nine to one. Two nil sixteen to one, and two nil is ten to one. The draws nil nil ten to one. One or eleven to two. Two two twelve to one. Derby one nil is fifteen to two. Two nil ten to one, and two one eight to one. Derby back with us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you've gone there for a second. So. Without further ado, we should be back up to more or less full strength next week. But well, I, don't, I don't know whether we need them, to be honest. No, I think we'll be alright, won't we? Alright, yeah. So, it's a good night from me. Good night from us. Good night. Up the ticks.